Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Rumblings, Podcast 350. It's kind of old school in that I have two things to talk about this time. I have something brand new, which is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Well, brand new to talk about. It's actually uh, about a year old. And also some closing thoughts for Cyberpunk 2077, as I finished it at about, I think, 45 hours played. And that's all for this time. Hopefully... You'll enjoy the show. start, I would say that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is probably one of the best Star Wars games I've played since the Bioware Knights of the Old Republic game way back in the day. Though I would say that the MMO that came out, I guess a few years ago now, is actually also uh, pretty good. Jedi Fallen Order is mostly an exploration and fighting game, but it does have a few puzzles. I guess I should also say that it is in third-person perspective, since a few of their games are not. While it could be described as Souls-like, I would say that it really takes all of the good things from that genre and none of the bad. For those who are unfamiliar with the term Souls-like, this is a game that has common elements with games that are made by FromSoft, which they started with Demon Souls and are more commonly known for the Dark Souls franchise. These games are known for having no difficulty setting, with sometimes brutally hard boss fights, and you have to carefully time attacks, blocks, dodges, and other abilities. Combat is all about knowing your opponent and the environment around you over spamming buttons or just kind of mashing abilities. Souls-like games also tend to have very limited or sometimes even almost no healing at all. Death in Souls-like games tend to have a brutal loss in terms of experience, and you have to go back to retrieve that in some way. And lastly, Souls-like games only allow to save in an old-school console checkpoint-style manner, and in doing so you do recover all of your health and healing but you also respawn all of the enemies. So with all that being said, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order would be more accurately described as a soul's light, since it only shares some of these elements. And the difference between a souls-like and souls-light game are that souls-like pretty much follows the formula exclusively, whereas souls-light will take some of the elements while sometimes also modifying elements. Combat is very much based around knowing your opponents and timing attack dodges and abilities, but this is a good thing as it's a much more forgiving system compared to ones you are frantically hitting buttons. The most important difference in Jedi Fallen Order is that there are four difficulty settings, story mode, 
Jedi Knight, Jedi Master, and Grandmaster, if I'm uh, not mistaken. So if you aren't familiar with a Souls-like kind of game, and you aren't good at timing your abilities, you can turn the difficulty down or up at any time while you are playing. And this is really one of the biggest differences between a Souls-like game, in that most people, uh, myself included, tend to shy away from those games because they only have the one difficulty setting. Fallen Order has the multiple settings, so you should be able to find one uh, that fits your style. As you gain experience, you fill up an experience bar, and when it's full, you get a skill point and begin filling the bar up again. Interacting with a meditation spot is where your progress is automatically saved, and that's where the checkpoint system comes into place. Here you can use the skill points you've gained in order to learn new skills or abilities, as well as being able to rest at this point. When you spend experience to unlock a skill that's yours to keep forever, you also can't lose any skill points when you die. And if you choose to rest, you will recover all of your hit points and healing stems back to full. But again, note, uh, it does share the aspect of respawning all of the bad guys. So be very careful about doing a full rest uh, where you may be near bad guys. And consider if, you know, do you just want to stop at the meditation spot to save your progress, or do you actually want to rest and fully recover? Sometimes uh, you might not need to do a full rest, and you could just use it for the save aspect. When you are defeated, you do lose any unspent experience, but that's just the bar, uh, the part that is filled. You don't lose any skill points that you have earned, even if you haven't spent them. So the penalty isn't actually all that harsh compared to the traditional Souls-like games. Getting back experience is often fairly easy. You only have to hit the enemy that defeated you once to recover all of your experience back. And I believe it also refills your health uh, when you do so. And these guys are marked with a yellow highlight, so they're very easy to spot uh, who has your experience. Be careful though, when you are defeated, all enemies will respawn, so getting back to that opponent that defeated you might be a little bit tricky at times or dangerous. If you died from falling or other kinds of environmental damage and you did lose experience, it will be near that spot uh, just as a glowing bar. Sort of looks like a, a beam of light. So you don't actually have to defeat any enemies, you can just pick it up. Note too, there are cutscene type scenes that happen now and then. And as far as I know, if you die uh, during one of these, uh, they're usually in a sliding type jumping puzzle. I don't think you lose experience at all. And it's usually kind of extra forgiving in terms of how much it punishes you uh, if you do blow that. So you might not actually uh, have to look for experience when you die during those. So because of all of these changes, I think for a Souls Light game, it is extremely fair, and I really like the aspects of the genre that they have retained, as well as those that they uh, have kind of altered or made more forgiving. I do think it's the right mix for this game. Also note that you can gain experience in ways that are not combat, 
In fact, the majority of experience comes from not combat. One of the things the main character can do is use the force to hear what they call echoes. And that gives you bits of story lore, as well as his little droid friend scanning certain objects, which, again, will give you different kinds of lore about this world and the creatures. Or you can find secrets, and they not only give experience, but often boost your health or force uh, based on how many uh, you find. Usually, I think it's three uh, of each type before you get a boost. When you do scan various things, you'll get a pretty extensive databank and tactical guide as you go along the way. It gives, again, a lot of details and lore, as well as sort of notes on that particular creature. I think the level design is really great. There are goals in terms of where you want to go and what you want to do, but often there are at least a couple of options on how to get there. So far from what I've seen, there are never too many options, and it seems I'm often finding secrets as well as missing a lot of secrets. The majority of what you find, though, in terms of loot and in the crates that you find, they are just, they're pretty much just cosmetic rewards, either in terms of clothing, which is basically just a poncho for some reason, you also will find cooler customization items for lightsaber parts. And there's also colors for your droid or your ship, if you're into that. Also, it seems like the order you want to do different worlds is kind of up to you. You can follow the leads you have or choose a different order. And it's clear since you learn force powers along the way that no matter which order you do them in, it seems like you will be doing some back and forth because not everything is accessible uh, right from the start. Thankfully, if there is something you can't access, it is clearly marked as red on the map. So if you think you might be able to make that jump, and you're like, I'm not sure, maybe I will, maybe I won't, check your map, uh, and it will be red if you can't make the jump. Kirker models and movement are superb, <laughs> except for uh, the way Cal runs, which is kind of uh, ridiculous for some reason. But they must have motion captured everything because it's all really great uh, and really high uh, visual quality. Sound and music are dead on for a Star Wars game, so there's nothing missing there. It all sounds uh, very much like it fits in the universe quite well. If you are a Star Wars fan and can play this kind of game, I cannot recommend it enough. I get it on sale on Steam for, I think it was around 25 bucks so you can definitely pick it up for the cheap it is a shorter game I think it probably only took me about 10 to 15 hours to beat it but again if you are a Star Wars fan uh, I highly recommend it I have some final thoughts for Cyberpunk. I went into the final mission at level 25 with things being set on hard and it showed about 35 hours played. 
Note that I probably could have done it sooner, as I did several side quests. The first part of my closing thoughts will be uh, spoiler-free, and then there will be a bit uh, that does get into spoilers, so I will give you a warning on that one. My first big thought for non-spoilery thoughts is that the game is level-based, which makes sense, as the Witcher series was also uh, level-based. However, my biggest issue with any level-based game, which I kind of wasn't expecting, I guess I kind of forgot about it with The Witcher, is that this means that gear is level-based, as well as enemies being level-based, which means at a certain point, you'll get kind of ridiculous drops compared to what you've been getting, in addition to effectively out-leveling all the content uh, in a specific area. I will likely go back and play more uh, later on, I might even restart completely, but I really have a reduced desire to do so uh, since everything is level-based and pretty much by the time you get to that point, uh, you're out-leveling everything. And now I have uh, some thoughts with spoilers, so if you have not finished, uh, you might want to skip ahead until you get to 17 minutes and 40 seconds. Due to the game being kind of easy, by the time I got to level 15, I turned it up to harder, and as I got higher level, I never had any real problems uh, with fighting. Harder did make it harder, but not uh, a lot harder. I would guess that a lot of the content is peaking at about level 15 or 20, so making it harder does give the bad guys more hit points and makes them a little bit more accurate and aggressive towards you. But overall, it doesn't really change anything. In fact, when I'd gotten to that point, I began to question how much talents actually matter, because I would get epic or legendary drops of stuff that did 25 to like 35% more damage or had more armor than the items that I had. So it seems to have a way bigger impact on your play performance than any of the perks you could have. Sure, there are uh, good perks that increase time to be spotted in stealth or faster hack times. Those do matter. But things like plus 3% damage to pistols seems kind of pointless when you get a new drop that's like 20% more. Also, some of the weapons seem like they are both overkill as well as necessary. Once I got the sniper rifle that Pam gave me after one of her missions, I was one-shotting guys on hard through cover from stealth, and it kind of seemed necessary because if I tried to fight uh, bad odds, I would get killed off in a few seconds. So it seems both completely OP that you could one-shot guys you know, with a headshot, but also necessary because if the odds were more than uh, two or three guys versus you, you would just die. So that seemed kind of weird in terms of design. So I'm not sure uh, what to think. It seems the game is fully open to letting you play how you want to play, but some items are so OP, but also at the same time seemingly necessary that you kind of have to use them. And if you are, you know, one-shotting those guys with a sniper rifle from stealth, you know, do you really even need any more perks? 
Also, all the endings uh, seem kind of bad. <laughs> Either it has a few months left to live, or they're flat out dead. I don't see how they can do a sequel to the game when they've got that kind of ending options. I'd have preferred an ending where you weren't still going to die. I think my ideal ending would be that the chip is stabilized and you get to keep Johnny and so you still have uh, all of those interactions while you're doing stuff in the city. Yet, bad endings is kind of how the cyberpunk genre goes. But if you look at the ending for Witcher 3, you have the fight with the big bad guy, you effectively prevent their invasion, and then you continue on with the uh, world sort of after that result. With the cyberpunk endings, you don't get those options. It takes you back to a save point right before you did that final mission, and so that seems even more confusing because it's like, you have all these endings that say, oh, you're going to die soon. Oh, but let's rewind you to before you did this mission. Whoa, I don't, I don't understand. I guess I just felt like there was no conclusion to it. It's like that all of that rush and all of the urgency to get cured kind of was now pointless knowing that well there is no real ending because there can't be because you're going to die so you have to just keep going as it is but if you can keep going as it is why was there the urgency so I guess in that way I do get my wish that Johnny is still alive uh, in my head while I want to keep playing but it's just uh, not the same so now back to a spoiler-free zone uh, for the total conclusion. So in conclusion, I kind of feel like perks are oddly mixed in that they feel both necessary and pointless at the same time. Personally, I'm not a huge fan of these open-world, everything-is-happening-do-whatever-you-want kind of games, but I did fully enjoy the 40 hours to uh, do my first completion that I did play. But it just didn't grab my attention as much as The Witcher 3. I think it might be partly the first person view, but also partly that since everything is going on all the time, you feel like people are constantly calling on you to do other things and there's no sort of main focus on just what you're doing like there is with The Witcher series. And having played uh, most of Witcher 3 before watching the TV series, uh, then watching the TV series, and then later uh, picking up Witcher 3 again to complete it, I felt like it really matched with sort of the pacing of the game. In that there's that start of this big quest, you do the big quest, and then there's the conclusion, and then you move on to the next one. The story was deep, and they had good characters that you were interacting with during that time that you played, and then you moved on. I wouldn't say... Cyberpunk is bad for doing things differently, but you get so many characters thrown at you and you don't spend anywhere near as much time as you do in the Witcher games, so I just never really got that invested in them. I think they made Cyberpunk uh, too big in terms of the open-worldness, but also too shallow in what you do with each character. I get that sort of more of the open-worldish kind of game style, but I was kind of expecting, uh, like I said, a, a much deeper connection to each of the characters uh, like they were in Witcher 3. I would say if I were a scoring person and 
we were to say that Witcher 3 was a 10, uh, I would say Cyberpunk feels probably about like an 8. Would this be true for everyone? Uh, Probably not. Like I said, this is more of an open world game than I was expecting, and so I'm just not uh, as into it because of that. But I did uh, like it quite a bit. I didn't feel like uh, my money was wasted. I don't feel like I will, you know, never play it again. I may, you know, take a lot longer than I originally planned to uh, play some more. And there were some bugs. Uh, I'm on PC, so uh, they weren't ever anything I couldn't forgive, and there weren't anything um, that was super major that made me want to rage quit or were super game-breaking. They were all uh, very minor bugs uh, for me. But I would say for a uh, final verdict... Unless you are really, really into open world or really, really into cyberpunk, I would say you could easily wait uh, and catch it on sale. Uh, Wait also for a lot of bugs to get cleared up. Also, you could just wait probably for the first uh, DLC and pick them up all at once. But as a pretty big cyberpunk fan, as a person who really enjoyed the pacing and depth of Witcher 3. I think this didn't quite uh, hit the mark because there was a little bit too much uh, open-worldness for my taste. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong because I don't play a lot of those kind of games. Maybe they aren't uh, like that. But it wasn't uh, quite what I expected from it. From the newsroom... There is a bit of news, but part of it is sad. Outriders has been delayed until an April 1st launch. Not a joke, but a funny day to pick. They didn't state why, but they did state a playable demo of the first few hours of the game will launch on February 25th, and all four classes will be fully playable. So you can get a preview and decide if you really want to commit to the game or not. That's it for the news this time. Ahoy there, and welcome to the treasure chest. We gather to thank those who surrendered booty to the rabbit. I'm sure we can all agree we love a little booty now and then. (laughs) The following be all the rapscallions that donated their booty. Will you be thanking Frosty, a.k.a. Stephen A., for the most generous Christmas gifts. Three cheers for Christmas. Hip hip ar hip hip ar hip hip ar. So that's it for this time. I have a bit of a cold and my mouth uh, is like messed up. I've got like swollen lips and my throat is kind of swollen I guess from congestion and stuff. 
So I probably sound uh, pretty different. I know I sound uh, different to myself while recording this. But other than that, uh, I guess I'm okay. I got uh, some nice gifts and some donations uh, for Christmas time. And the second stimulus uh, has actually officially come finally. So I paid off uh, some of the bigger uh, bills that I'm worried about for the year. Have some money uh, saved up for other big bills. And I got to get uh, several games. Well, several for me. It's probably only like four, which is not very many for most people. But that uh, was super fun. I still have some that I'm playing and some that I'm looking forward to. So that is uh, super happy. But things are still uh, very terrible. You know, I'm still homeless and it's winter and so it's getting uh, really cold. And as evidenced by my cold, uh, difficult uh, for me to stay healthy, especially now with everything uh, pretty much closed. There's not that, you know, 12 hours a day I can go and be inside somewhere warm. I'm basically out in a a cold refrigerator like temperature all the time so uh, hopefully I'll be able to hang on and do uh, okay and survive through two times when things start to open up again I don't know uh, what I'll talk about next time I do have like I said some other games that I've been playing that I got uh, as gifts so I'll probably talk about uh, one or two of them but I guess that's it uh, for this time Hopefully uh, everybody had a good uh, holiday time for Christmas and New Year's. And hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbit's ramblings dot html. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B, number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright Eric Stryker using a Creative Commons attribution non-derivatives license. 2021.